I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Uh, are we recording? Mm-hmm. Good evening, and welcome to the show. I say evening, but if it's morning when you're listening, then good morning. And likewise, if you're playing this in the afternoon then good afternoon. I only went with good evening because this show gets streamed in the evening. Anyway, I digress from my point, which is to welcome you to the episode. My name is Sebastian Woodtwanger, and if you remember me, then you might remember back as far as the first series where I briefly appeared. I've barely been back since. I can't think why. Either way, if you've been with us from the start then we want to say thank you, as tonight we celebrate our 50th episode of this show. That's right, 50. Roll credits. Thank you. Cat Noir presents 5-0 by Matt Sanders and Kevin Chilvers. Right, there we are. I've done my bit. Good night. Here you go, Kev. This birthday cake. Yep. With 50 candles. That's right. Happy birthday. Ah, thanks, Matt. Only I'm not 50. Oh. And it's not my birthday. Ah. <laughs> what am I thinking of then? Well, the show is 50 today. Really, Kev? What show? What do you mean, what show? The podcast. Today is the 50th episode. <gasps> you alright, Matt? Yeah, sorry. Just in shock. I can't believe we've been doing this thing for 50 years. What? Of course we haven't. Neither of us have been alive for 50 years. Oh. It's Cat Noir that's 50. Today is the semi-centennial, or half-century, episode of our comedy podcast show. <gasps> Will you stop doing that? Sorry, Kev. It's just a lot to take in. Well, I understand. This is a bit of a milestone. I'll say. Why do we go with the name Cat Noir? Well, Matt, our comedy has always been a bit noir, and the college where you and I first started writing scripts together was called Norcat, as in Norfolk College of Arts and Technology. Oh, yeah. Years later, we put it all together, and Cat Noir Comedy Podcast was born. I remember. All the way back in season one where the cat himself narrated. Yep. So how are we going to celebrate, other than with a piece of this fine-looking birthday cake? Well... I know a character who's been keen to get on the show since the very get-go. Maybe it's finally time. How come you haven't mentioned this character to me before? I have, Kev, but you just keep knocking him back. Oh, God. It's not Eduardo Spoons, is it? Um, might be. Oh, dear. Matt, I keep telling you, he's awful. Just terrible. I will not have him on the show. But he's keen, Kev. He's here every week, whether we are or not, just waiting for his chance to dazzle. Yes, 
But he's a one-note character, a singular joke that's barely even that. He's a man named Spoons who sings about playing Spoons whilst playing Spoons. There's literally nothing more to him. I don't want him on our show. Stop pitching him to me. Fair enough, Kev. You might want to tell him yourself, though. What do you mean? Oh, he's over there by the window. Why didn't you warn me? I keep telling you. He's here every week, come rain or shine, just waiting for his moment. I see. Very well. Eduardo? Uh... What is it? You're a one-note character. A singular joke that's barely even that. You're a man named Spoons who sings about spoons whilst playing spoons. There's literally nothing more to you. I don't want you on our show. Hmm. All very good points. Uh, Can I play my spoon? No. Just stand there quietly. Wait for the episode to end. Matt, we need a far better way of celebrating than this. Um, what about playing some of our best bits? No way, we're not doing a clip show. They were the scourge of the 90s and I'm not living through the 90s a second time. We couldn't even skip adverts back then. All right. Instead of a clip show, how about we each choose a single favourite thing we've written, back from the OG days of Cat Noir sketches? Before we went fully story-based, you mean? Yep. Fair enough. I'm game. Which is your favourite sketch you've written? Um... I've always been a fan of Mr Godwin. Ah, yes. The poor man whose name I mispronounced during the first ever table read, and it's haunted him ever since. It just brings a little more pressure to his day. He's like the plight of the frustrated person, trying to get quietly through a world of idiots and nonsense. Which one's your favourite, then? Um, probably this one. Hello, discount furniture and cheese? Oh, good afternoon. My name's Mr Godwin. I'm looking to buy a new king-size bed, a chrome frame, Victorian features with both head posts and foot posts, and... Hang on. Did you say discount furniture and cheese? No, sir, I did not. That would be utterly ridiculous. But I could have sworn you said... I didn't. Think it through, sir. What would a shop named discount furniture and cheese even look like? It's a rather unusual combination of things to sell. I thought that was entirely the point. My quality home furniture at low, low prices and the finest cheeses available this side of Normandy. Well, yes. Uh, To be honest, I thought that's exactly how this was going to go. How did you mean, sir? You know, I try to buy something ordinary and straightforward from you and you give me a complete runaround with absolute nonsense and stupidity. What? Why ever would I do that, sir? It sounds like an incredible waste of my time. Besides, it wouldn't be very good for business. How come? Well, Mr Goodwin... Godwin. I've got a shop to run. And if you don't mind me saying so, sir, it really doesn't look good in front of all my customers for me to be sitting here on the phone with some guy who's called the shop just to hassle me about Brie. Hassle you? No, no, I, I don't think you quite understand. You see, you're the one supposed to be hassling me. Why on earth would I do that, sir? What? Because it's how this sketch goes. I phone you inquiring about a new bed and you bribe me into accepting a ridiculous amount of cheese in order to qualify for ludicrous furniture discounts only to snatch said discounts away from me at the end by announcing you're lactose intolerant. But I'm not lactose intolerant. It doesn't matter. It's just how the sketch goes. It was in season two. If you don't mind me saying, Mr Goodwin... Godwin. That does sound a little made up. But that's precisely the point. It is. So I hassle you about cheese, despite being lactose intolerant even though I'm not, whilst working in a furniture hyphen cheese shop in order to give you the complete runaround while you're trying to purchase a new bed. Exactly. Now you're getting it. Absolute madness, sir. I've never heard anything so preposterous in all my life. But it's how this is supposed to go. Of course it is. And I bet this sort of thing happens to you all the time. Well, as a matter of fact, it does. My, my life is constantly plagued with this kind of frustration and stupidity. I can imagine it now, sir. If you weren't talking to me, you'd no doubt have someone offering to extend your warranty on a seriously outdated product. 
Actually, that has happened to me. Or pester you about ice cream, even when they're out of stock. I've been there too. Or offer you a taxi when you clearly don't need one. Yes. Or sing Christmas carols at you for hours on end. Oh, don't remind me of that one. Or build a massive pyramid outside your window back in ancient times. It's not just in this lifetime I seem to get hassled, unfortunately. Or even have a man and his nephew visit you at home with the sole intention of destroying your house just to charge you to have it redecorated. I didn't even know it was a scam until the episode aired. Or maybe you've been hassled in the park by a man selling dishwashers right up until you get interrupted by the undead. Yes. I bet you're even the sort of person who at some point in his life has had someone visit you offering to eat your house for a ridiculous fee. Well, it sounds like you're getting the hang of things. These anecdotes are largely the repertoire that make up my back catalogue. In fact, if you had nuisance radiographer asking me which arm I want x-rayed, I think you've got my life to date pretty well covered. Have you ever wondered if it's all just the same person, sir? What? How do you mean? Well, I mean, the voice is always the same, isn't it? More or less. No matter what kind of nonsense you get pestered with next, it always sounds like the same person who gives you the runaround. Makes me wonder if, given all the universe's mysteries and their entire perplexity, somehow you actually are always dealing with the same person in a way that seems perfectly plausible, even if it's never been technically established as story canon. Well, it's certainly something to think about. However, I don't really have time to philosophise. You see, I am rather busy, so I'm keen to just get through this sketch, if that's all right with you. Always in a rush, Mr Goodwin. Godwin. What's the big hurry today? Well, it's just that this is episode 50 of Captain Noir Podcast, mm-hmm. and we're supposed to be aiding the celebrations with a writer's favourite sketch from series two, titled, I believe, Discount Furniture and Cheese. A ludicrous name, sir. Quite. Only, if I recall correctly, the sketch lasted for six minutes and ten seconds. Six minutes... Eleven seconds, sir. Yes, but don't you see? We haven't even begun it yet, and we've wasted close to half that time on the setup. It's tricky, isn't it, sir? It doesn't look like we're going to make it. Well, what about if we skip some and just cut to the highlights? Hang on, sir. If I may just clarify, you want us to help celebrate the semi-centennial episode of some podcast by me harassing you about beds and cheese and you want us to squeeze that cheese until it's properly condensed simply because we've spent a chunk of the allotted time setting up. Yes, that's metaphorically accurate. Can we make a start? I'm afraid not, sir. Of course not. Care to tell me why? I can't rattle out old material on some best of, sir. I'm not the Beatles. And it occurs to me now that I'm getting the runaround whilst trying to set up a sketch about me getting the runaround. It's not just you, though, is it, sir? I have a part to play in all of this, too. Well, I suppose that's true. I am not the kind of person who repeats sketches just to celebrate some anniversary. Clip shows are completely against my ethics. Uh, I don't think it's a clip show. I think they just wanted to do a couple of scenes of early days material. Either way, Mr Goodwin, it's a frighteningly archaic method of delivering comedy you're describing right there. Um, Mr Godwin, but how do you mean? I mean, those days are long gone, sir. You can't play repeats in the modern world. No one's got the time. Nowadays it's all about subverting the form, keeping it fresh, always having brand new content to deliver, and never relying on churning out old sketches. Hmm, I suppose I'd never thought about it before. We should be evolving, Mr Godwin. It keeps things moving forward. You called me Mr Godwin. Subverting the form, sir. And changing things up, as they say. I see. Clever. Very well. How do you propose we progress? Tell you what, sir. Why don't you 
hassle me for a change. Really? Why not, sir? Have this one on me as part of some podcast celebration. Well, I think I'd like that. You start, you, you pretend to phone me. You can even give the business whatever ridiculous name you want and I'll just play along. I'll let you completely hassle me for once. You can give me the total one around, the full works, for however long we've got left of this 6 minute, 11 second allotted runtime in order to change up the beat and deliver a fresh new sketch. You mean it? Of course I do, sir. You have my word. Oh, very well, then. OK, uh, ring, ring. Good afternoon. How can I help? Oh, oh good afternoon. Is that uh, uh, wheels and eels? Of course not, sir. Don't be so bloody stupid. Uh, hello? Hello? Is, is that it, then? Is the sketch finished? Hello? No, 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 don't, don't go to the adverts. Don't go to the adverts. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I think he ends up making things more difficult for himself, Matt. Blinkered by his own frustration, Kev. But I don't remember the sketch sounding like that when we aired it back in season two, though. I thought there was a lot more cheese in it. It's because that wasn't discount furniture and cheese. Somehow, what we just heard was a completely different sketch. Ah, now that makes more sense. Yeah, but what doesn't make sense is that I lifted that straight from the master file on the Cat Noir season two archive. From a technical point of view, what we just heard shouldn't actually exist. Makes the mind boggle, Kev. Still, good sketch. At least the original discount furniture and cheese sketch was good. Ah, thanks. Uh, can I play my spoons? Quiet, Eduardo. Face the wall. So what's your favourite of your sketches, then? Well, Matt, do you remember when you challenged me to write a script about ten Ronnies in the style of the two Ronnies? Oh, yeah. Season one, episode two. 
Have you got it to hand? Well, I'll just load it up now. Won't be a moment. Oh, well, in that case, since we've got a little free time, ladies and gentlemen, please would you welcome singing spoon sensation, Eduardo Sp- It's ready! Welcome back to Who Am I? Charlie and Jim have reached the final question. If they get this right, they will win one million pounds. Charlie, Jim, are you ready? No. Absolutely not. And the final question is to name this famous person. Charlie, you will be giving the clues to Jim. Jim, you just need to guess the famous Ron. Your time starts now. I'm not doing it, Jim. I'm with you, Charlie. Trying to get us to rehash old material, it's an absolute disgrace. I'm going to have to hurry you for an answer. Aren't you listening, chump? We said we're not interested. What was this one even about, anyway? Um, I think it's the one where you were frantically guessing possible ROMs from a list of vague descriptions I gave. Oh, that's right. And the answer wasn't even a ROM. It was Run DMC, just atrocious. Well, I'm not doing it a second time. Quite right, Charlie. If the listeners want to hear the Ten Ronnies all over again, they can go back to season one and replay it there. We'll just sit this one out in silence. I don't mean to be a nuisance, but where does all this leave me? You might as well take the afternoon off, mate. Head home early and call it a win, since you're banking a second paycheck for a sketch you already did. Oh, thanks. Um, actually, I'm still waiting on my pay for the first time we recorded it. That's cut noir for you. Maybe try getting a syndication clause into your contract in the future. Bye! Right, what are we going to do with the rest of his sketch then, Charlie? Well, we could start by getting shot of that game show music and timer. Good idea. There's a hammer over here. Here we go. There. Much better. Any chance of some beach sounds, Jim? Of course, Charlie. Hang on, let me just... There you are. Oh, magic. Hey, Jim, do you want to hear my impression of Gordon Ramsay? You mean the television chef and culinary entrepreneur? That's him. I've been working on his voice and mannerisms for a few weeks. Well, this should be good. Far away then, Charlie. <coughs> Oi, what the f***? That's not how you cook a f- casserole. What do you think you're doing? Oh, come on, Now the f- scallops are burned. Get the f*** out of my f- kitchen, you little f- piece of sh-. Was that your f- impression, Charlie? Yeah. What do you think? It's bad, Charlie. I'm sorry to have to be the one to tell you that. Fair enough. Fancy a point? I'd bloody love one. Right. How do we get out? Well, let's get on the heron. Terrific. Hold tight, Charlie. The pub's just down here. Right? Just once. I'd like it if our characters could do what they're asked to do. I know what you mean, Kev. There are a lot more Rons in the original. I know. I was dreaming about various Rons for weeks after we recorded that. Clever sketch, though. Nice to see early days Charlie and Jim, too. Yeah, before they evolved into crime-busting, globe-trotting, slug-dodging action adventurers. Ah, that makes me think of the Pinming August Sunstone. I'm proud of that one. Me too. We put a lot of work into all those exotic destinations. What? More work than Eduardo Spoons puts into Spoons practice. Yes, man. Quite literally everything about that film was far more developed than Eduardo Spoons in every possible way. Sorry, Eduardo. It's all right. In fact, I think we even recorded a behind-the-scenes for Ping Ming. Wait, what? You mean there's an entire documentary about the Ping Ming or the Sunstone that I haven't even heard yet? Well, I don't quite understand how you, of all people, haven't heard it before, but yes, it definitely exists. (gasps) 
Matt, that has to be the last time. Sorry, Kev. I'm just excited. Can we hear it? Don't see why not. We haven't played it on the show before, so technically it's new material and not just a clip. I just need to find it on the hard drive. This is brilliant news. And if you need any spoon-tapping singing sensations to help put you in the mood while you search, then I'd like to offer a warm welcome to Eduardo's... Found it! I'm behind the scenes of the Cat Noir Hollywood action movie, joined by the award-winning cinematographer and cameraman Artie Fluff OBE. Artie, good evening, dear. It really is wonderful to see you again. Pleasure to be here, Clive. Pleasure to be here. Artie, you've just finished up on the August Pinming Sunstone, a film with an absolutely incoherent title, almost verging on the implausible. Well, I think there's only so many anagrams you can make from the words Augustus Pennington Smythe, Clive. (laughs) And I understand that was something of a drive right from the start. Yes, but the August Pinming Sunstone, Artie, the name surely belongs among the more complex cinema that is hard for an audience to identify with or, or relate to just on title alone, or perhaps even struggle to recall after a first viewing. I seem to remember the same concerns floating around on set when I was making the Shawshank Redemption back in uh, 1994. Didn't seem to cause any worries when the Oscars started rolling in, though. You worked on Shawshank, Artie? I did, I did. I remember on the first day setting up in that dreadful prison, frightfully cold it was. I'd got my camera in position exactly as I wanted it, Uh, but there was some kind of nuisance and bother going on with the lighting that delayed filming, so I decided to take a nap in one of the empty cells. Oh, Artie, dear, you slept in Shawshank Prison. Well, it wasn't called that in real life, but yes, I did close my eyes for a short time, only back then I was a little more tired than I realised. One thing led to another, and I became asleep, and by the time I woke up again, filming had wrapped, production had moved on, and it was 1997. Oh, disaster. I trust Darabont fired you? He did, he did. He told me I'd never film anything in Hollywood again. <laughs> told me the same thing two years later when we made The Green Mile. But what of the Cat Noir Hollywood action movie? Are you able to talk us through something of the creative process? I think I probably need to shut the windows at this point so we can't hear a tractor going past. Hang on a moment. Well, I think Kevin Matt decided they wanted to make a film they could stream across four episodes of their podcast, but with minimal editing, could be played as one complete movie as well. I'm sure Goddard would have done the same. Quite. When did all this begin? Oh, goodness. Uh, I think scriptwriting began in October 2021. It was finished by, like, March 22, although at that stage a lot of filming had been completed even before the ending was written. Such a common trend among current cinema artists. Indeed, Kev was hard at work on Missing at that stage, I think, whilst Matt was writing Ping Ming. Ah, yes, of course, Missing, the first Cat Noir story-based season. Were you the cinematographer on that series too, dear? I was, I was, until Kev fired me for filming a circle of swing seagulls instead of filming the plane crash. Such a travesty. (laughs) Yes, it, it put them several million pounds over budget, as I recall, which is why Ping Ming has so many Twerzels adverts in it, apparently to recoup some of that money spent and all them crashing planes in missing. Uh, planes plural, Artie? I think for that series we crashed uh, 35, all told, before I finally caught anything on camera. And what of the Pin Ming August Sunstone and its plethora of locations and stunts and action used to punctuate the drama? Would it be fair to categorise it as an homage to the likes of the Bond franchise? Well, Clive, I certainly think there's a nod there, but from my understanding, Matt wanted to write something that had more of an adventure feel to it, something of a global treasure quest as well as a rollicking popcorn ride. So I think script development took inspiration more from the action-adventure National Treasure. Oh, yeah. Yes, with the delightful Nicholas Cage, 
Did you work on that one too, Auntie dear? I did, right up until Cage had me fired for trying to film him with a pillow. Told me I'd never work in Hollywood again as long as he did. How ghastly. Oh, we had a good laugh about it while we shot the sequel. Well, up until Cage had me fired for exactly the same thing. This time it was a pillow of his own face on it. Artie, I understand that Pin Ming had somewhere around 70 different voices across the whole seminal piece. Something like that, Clive. I believe Mad and Kev stopped counting by the time they got to the pirate scene, but I, I think 70 is roughly what's recorded on the cast list. A phenomenal feat for two actors, surely. Well, you'd think it would make it easier to film, Clive. But it's just not the script writing and recording time. An awful lot of post-production work took place on Ping Ming too. Ah, yes, Artie. The lengthy editing process. One that I believe tested Kev's patience, particularly with the wailing woman in Morocco. Yes, I believe he was really close to throwing his computer out of the window during that scene. So, Cat Noir is entirely edited and scored by Kev? That's right, Clive. Kev edits the episodes at home, adding sound effects where required, and then he'll be writing the music cues too, including the infamous Cat Noir series signature tune. After that, he then sends Matt the finished episodes to listen, and the two will work together on any ADR or tweaking before Kev masters the episodes for release. Yes, of course. While Matt is busy conjuring up nine Miss Marples, Kev Chilvers is an accomplished musician and performance rapper in his own right. Well, some say that, Clive. Kev's feet are firmly entrenched in his hip-hop roots, though. He could rhyme virtually anything if he wanted. Take the word craze, for example. Yeah. Kev would probably rhyme it with the likes of raise, praise, Mm. graze, phrase, ways, slays, Mm. maze, phase, days, lays, Mm. praise, days, haze. He certainly knows his stuff. Trays, phrase, sways, glaze, drays, nays, slays, obeys, plays, blaze, graze. Different spelling of course. Then he might introduce some trickier word dynamics to fit to the beat, such as delay, amaze, portray, back page, full haze, array, essay, survey, cliche, convey, pays and displays, bouquets. Artie dear, we're drifting off topic just a smidge. Do you suppose there will be a sequel to the Pin Ming August Sun Stone? Well, I suppose anything's possible, Clive. Anything's possible. I don't think Matt and Kev are planning one immediately, as they're both hard at work on other stories for Cat Noir. But I dare say at some point, Ping Ming August Sunstone might reemerge. Something for us all to look forward to. And finally, Artie dear, are you pleased with your work on the film? To be honest, Clive, I didn't get to complete this particular project. Kev and Matt fired me for trying to film with a box of Jaffa Cakes, which is why there is no visual footage in the entire movie. Ah, yes. Just as Kubrick said, one cannot make a film with Jaffa Cakes alone. Oh, quite right, quite right. I got my own back, though. Have a look at this. I stole this from Madden Kev's office. It's what they're working on next. Oh, how positively delicious, Artie. Are you saying this box holds the secrets of forthcoming Cat Noir productions? That's right, Clive. Fancy a look inside? I most certainly do. Ah, Artie dear, this box holds a quiche Lorraine and a bottle of Bordeaux. Does it? Well, splendid. Got any plates and glasses? I can't believe I've never heard that before, Kev. Yes, I'm struggling to believe that too. Do you think we'll make any more movies? Probably.
We might have reached episode 50, but there's still plenty of ideas left in this ideas pot. What, you mean like the adventures of Eduardo Spoons? What? that thing got back in there again? I swear I've been this 35 times already. Oh, come on, Kev. We're celebrating. And he's so keen. All right, then, since we're celebrating, but only because we're near the end of the episode. (gasps) And no screaming. (sighs) And I reserve the right to hit the button for the outro credit music at the first sign of Iwado becoming irritating, annoying or pointless. Deal. Ladies and gentlemen, at long, long last, I would proudly like to welcome Singing Spoon Sensation... Eduardo Spoons. You've been listening to Cat Noir episode 5-0, which I now realise should have been written down as 50. This episode was written, produced, recorded and edited by Matt Sanders and Kevin Chilvers. Promotional material by Laurie Stone. Poor Eduardo. I gave him a good enough chance. If you enjoyed the episode, or if you want to hear more of Eduardo's spoons in the future, no one does, then give us a like and review wherever you heard us, and follow us on Instagram at Cat Noir Podcast, and click subscribe to stay notified for our next story. Happy 50th episode, Kev. Happy 50th episode, man. Happy 50th episode, lads. Warren? When did he get here? If you had some spoons, would you help me with playing spoons? If you had some spoons, would you help me with play? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.